Okay, welcome to another episode of the Slim Cogcast. It is I, Slim Cognito, and I just want to let y'all know real quick that it's been an eventful week, bro. Alright, between keeping up with the My Hero and Loki and watching Mob Psycho, like, bruh, Mob Psycho is so good, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how good it is. Like, this is a... It snuck up on me. I didn't expect slice of life, you know what I'm saying? Vibes from it. And I mean the good kind of slice of life, you know what I mean? Where this was like, this is a literal shonen, and this boy is becoming a man stage by stage just by, you know, sticking to the things that he learns and his morality, you know, as he goes. And I like this shit. Mob is an amazing young boy and love him as a main character, bro. Like, I love to see his growth. It's very reminiscent of myself. And you have my hero, which is really shaping up to center around the three best boys, of course. So Todoroki is along for the ride and it's like a new trio thing. I guess he's the new Sakura, but hopefully not as useless. And on top of all of that, Loki, bruh, it's a lot of stuff going on that's like, uh, all right, spoiler moment real quick for like 30 seconds. I just want to say real quick, but this is the Loki that was from Avengers 1. This is not the Loki that we had in, well, we didn't see him in Age of Ultron, but the Loki that we saw in Endgame, the Loki that we saw in um what was it damn the loki that we see in the later marvel movies is not the same loki that we're watching in this show this loki literally came from right after he used the tesseract to try to open the portal and let all the um was the frost giants and the aliens in so anyway what we need to realize is that whoever loki was then and whoever Loki was in Thor Ragnarok are two completely different people. And it shows the reason why he showed up at Endgame at the start and gave his life in order to save his own brother. And he, remember in that movie scene, he stated that he is Loki, son of Odin, you know what I'm saying, of, of Asgard. You know what I mean? He straight up claimed who he was at that time which is super good when you compare uh what was it thor the dark world where his mother was killed in that movie now it was such a jarring just position to see the old loki be so ruthless and evil and then seeing the new loki being so just distraught that his mama was killed you know what i mean but he was the one that led them to it so it's like it, he had so many motivations and he just did so much evil shit, but we didn't know why or, you know, for what reason. So it's going to be hella interesting to see where they go with this, especially given the fact that these alternate timelines these and Nexus events are popping up all over the place. And it's seen in what, what the people who've analyzed the frames have said that all of the Nexus events that was created from the previous episode directly linked to other moments in the mcu timeline and the other movies so with that out of the way and that's not even spoilery okay so with that out of the way let's get into the podcast so what i've been playing this week i've dove into of course we're still trying to do final fantasy 9 when i'm like wide awake and got the energy and 
of course, there is a Steam Summer Sale in effect right now. And with Steam Summer Sale comes deals unimaginable. This is only my second Steam Summer Sale ever. And it's pretty dope. I got a hold of uh, two small titles. And they are Titanfall 2 and Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Siege. Titanfall 2 was like 8 bucks, and Tom Clancy is around the same, 5 or 6. So, super cheap, and I had to test it out, try it out, and get into it, you know? I've been having a good time trying out um, Siege, you know? After, let's say, 3 days of playing, still in the newcomer stage. It's a weird game, okay? Don't get me wrong. It's unbalanced as fuck, as far as I've seen, but I haven't played enough hours to completely see all of the game, so I'll, I'll keep that, you know, in the holster. But to be honest, it feels very unbalanced. I, I There was a moment where I had to go and fight someone, but they had a shield, and I'm like, okay, and I'm just shooting and spinning clips into the shield and can't do shit. Dude's just walking toward me, walking toward me, walking toward me, and I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck am I supposed to do in this moment? After he killed me, I, I asked the team chat. And they was like, yeah, you're supposed to melee the shield. I was like, melee the shield? Are you out of your goddamn mind? This is what y'all call balance? And so, you know what I mean? Hopefully, I haven't gotten another chance yet, but I want to see if I can still headshot them or shoot them in the back as, you know, whatever's peeking from behind the shield. And will that still count? as a hit register but um we'll see it wouldn't be right if it didn't but we'll see and of course titanfall 2 is still as great as ever um no problems there you know except for the fact you know since it's actually not in it's actually not in um free weekend so everybody isn't well free <laughs> so it's a little harder now but i like the challenge and yeah so that's um, pretty much the gist of that. And as far as single player games, I have been playing me. I replayed Spider-Man PS4, I told y'all last week. And I dove into Miles Morales. I did a first playthrough. It was, I finally completed the story. I did all the side missions and I'm getting ready to do some, well, no, no, no. I still got a few more side missions because they unlock more after the game ends. But um, once I finish those up and then uh, maybe do a new game plus, we'll talk about it completely. But thus far, we can talk about the story. And the story is great. All right. For a change, it's the female best friend who's the villain. For a change, um, the villain redeemed themselves through sacrifice. And it was well done. And for a change, the hero became that way and you got to watch them grow one of the disconnects from spider-man ps4 that miles morales does offer is that you actually get to be in the shoes of miles because he's more of a regular dude he's more of a relatable person the most relatable thing that happened to peter parker and spider-man ps4 is that he didn't pay his rent because he was spider-man and all the time so i mean if you working for octavius on that level, you know what I mean? It's supposed to be like from the ground up, you know, type of business to develop these prostheses. Bro, you should have some type of bread. They ought to be able to break you off something to live. Don't nobody give these grants out and just be like, all right, work science and then expect you to work another job on the side. Like what? That don't make sense to me. So anyway, um, Miles Morales though, like Miles, 
straight up, you know, you get to see him trying to learn to balance his social life with his hero life. And, you know, even though you never really get good at it, you know, considering how it is for Pete and every other superhero. But Miles literally gets, like, the conversations he's had with his uncle and what his uncle teaches him and what he's learned from the relationship between his father and his uncle taught him so much by a parallel sense about his relationship with Finn and the Tinker. And it's super good they twist it on you too they subvert your expectations when it comes to his uncle aaron and it's highly recommended that y'all grab a copy man it's what when did the game come out was it december somewhere around december yeah it's, it's it's highly worth it for you to check it out and also don't believe the hype all right i know ps5 is new shiny and you really do want it i wouldn't mind having one of those but um because I really, really want to play me some Demon Souls Remastered. And some Ratchet and Clank, of course. I mean, my name is Slim Cognito. What did you expect? But, damn. Ratchet, everything else. Like, like those games look amazing. And they actually, you know, benefit from using the SSD and the new hardware. But the PS4 version of Spider-Man Miles Morales is not, it's not bad. Like, at all. Like, there's only, like, nitpick things. But it's a full, realized game. And the load times are not long. I think the longest loading screen I saw was like four, maybe five seconds. And even then, I remember there was still a video going around on Twitter comparing the load times between Spider-Man PS4 and Miles Morales on PS5. And Spider-Man PS4 goes into a loading screen before you go back to the open world when you do a, a warehouse fight or whatever. And it was put side to side with a moment in the game where Miles would just web swing right out of the warehouse and just go swinging into the city which is kind of misleading because it does the same thing on ps4 it's not like it you know it, it has no bottleneck of load time it's, it's just going so yeah if you want this if you want to play this game do not hold yourself back until you get a ps5 just go ahead and play it all right it's fine on the ps4 enjoy yourself it's a good ass game that being said Another game that I tried out recently for the first time was Dead Rising because I never, well, yeah, I never played Dead Rising. I think the first Dead Rising was only on PC and Xbox 360. Um, it's a weird experience and very different, actually. It, it feels very 2008-esque, <laughs> um, 2009, whenever it came out. And, whew, boy, it looks like it, too. Goddamn. <laughs> Them textures are not nice. But, of course, you know, the bright art style and the uh, Japanese aesthetic of uh, game design keeps it together a little better. So, that's nice. Um, I hadn't played enough to really, uh, you know, share an opinion. But I just wanted to let y'all know that it is very neat. And I'm going to be playing it in my off time. Maybe even throw it on the stream a couple times. So, yeah. Um, crazy, but let's move on over and get into the news because the first thing on the docket is something very cool that I found every, every company should do this, especially if they have a triple A, you know, classic series, every, every single development company or publishing company should do this shit. So in honor of the 30th anniversary of the Bluebird, Sonic the Hedgehog himself, 
Sonic Origins is a coming, and they said it won't be running off emulation. More classic Sonic games may be remastered. This is cool news. Very cool news, because that means that they're redoing the games, the ROMs, from the ground up to be great 16 by 9 fully HD and using, you know, the full real estate of your TV screens rather than having it in 4 by 3 and images on the side to make up for the extra space to fit 16 by 9 and that's a great idea although it may be kind of broken you know what I mean but that's the perfect type of way to you know make it more accessible to new people because one of the things that made Sonic Mania such a good title was that it didn't shy away from the fact that if you widen the screen, people will be able to look ahead and make better judgment on when to jump and do this and that in the classic Sonic games. Whereas the bulk of the difficulty in the classic Sonic games were that you were working with a smaller TV screen. So you had more dependable, you had to more depend upon your recall skills and your reaction than you know seeing you know seeing the information and then reacting to it you had to more so just you know feel through it and just get a raw skill for things back then um not to like you know saying big up the classic gamer oh i'm an old school gamer and we were the real we were the realest blah, blah blah you know not me doing that i'm just saying that's a fact you know what i mean with smaller screen you have less real estate to work with you got to either learn the stage or just be quick at reacting I dare you to try to go back to, oh man, do you know the difference, the jarring difference between playing the bonus stages from Sonic 2, the 3D top-down, full 3D top-down thing, and try to play those bonus stages outside of a CRT, like try to emulate that shit. Even even in the Sonic Mania ones, it was kind of like, ugh, it could kind of give you a little motion sickness if you're not really used to it, but um, for some people even, uh, honestly, reportedly, they told me that they had some motion sickness problems, but... With all of that motion and frame data corrected and running perfectly, dude, this preserves Sonic the Hedgehog's legacy. And that's exactly what we need. And and I'm going to show you something to just oppose that that comes up in the docket that really lets you know how important this is. All right. So not only will the classics from Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic CD will be coming back in this Sonic Origins release. But uh, another thing next on the docket over at Kotaku is that Nintendo makes revisiting classic Metroid games a huge hassle. So the Metroid games are as follows. Metroid 1 on the NES, Super... Uh, um, um, was Metroid 2, Samus Returns, on the Game Boy. Then you have Metroid 3, which was Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo, and you have... Metroid 4, which is Metroid Fusion, which was on the Game Boy Advance. All of these classic games are hard to get a hold of. I think the only one you can play right now on the Switch legally is Metroid 1 on the NES. I'm not sure if they have Metroid 2 on there. And you could probably get a hold of a, um, the Samus Returns remake uh, on the 3DS still, but you can't play it on the Switch as far as I know. It'd be nice if they could, but as far as I know, that's what that is. And you see the problem, right? So now that we have Metroid Dread on the horizon announced at E3 from Nintendo, 
if anybody wanted to go back and play the classic Metroids and refresh their memory on the story or just play a classic good-ass game, especially like Fusion, which is very linear but super good overall in terms of pace and gameplay, atmosphere, all those things hit the nail on the head, which calls back perfectly to the aesthetics of Super Metroid perfectly. So when you have this problem, you can't really blame people who feel disconnected on the continuation of your series. There's been such a gap between 2D Metroids and an actual sequel to Fusion that, bro, Metroid Fusion came out on the Game Boy Advance in like 2007? Six, seven, something like that? Or it was around the release of Metroid Prime 1 on the GameCube. We've gone through three, let me see, yeah, three consoles from Nintendo since then. That is a huge gap. So, of course, the Metroid fans would have to be a loud minority. And I'm sorry to say, but if Nintendo doesn't make this available to people, like Sega is clearly doing correctly, then you have no choice but to emulate it. And this is not me telling you to go and pirate games or emulate games. This is me telling you that you have no other choice, you know? Like, what, what other options do you have? So, and, and, and I find that to be very alarming. We cannot have that. This is the main reason why emulation and soft modding exists is because these games are not properly preserved and they are perfect games that can hold up to this day. These same games that were great on the Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance, etc., etc., are, like, on the same level and inspired many amazing indie games. Stuff like Hollow Knight? Bro... Like the the many games that are inspired by the indie the indie scene would not exist without these classics. So please understand that they there's space for them in the modern world. People still play these games. They're great. All right, the kids aren't all the way lost. They want to play this old stuff too. But let me stop ranting. Let's move on over. Next thing on the docket over on Eurogamer.net. Friday the Thirteenth game was set for an Among Us style mode before lawsuit blocked development. So, long story short, the whole lawsuit between the person who owns the rights to Friday the 13th and Jason Voorhees, uh, let's see, Victor Miller, and he got he got into an on ongoing legal battle with uh, the producer of Friday the 13th, Sean Cunningham in 2017 now they've been going back and forth over this and this is around the time that the game was you know being developed and there's never we haven't seen new updates there haven't been new content like a lot of things have been in development hell for this game because of these lawsuits and these greedy bastards and it's like all right we understand i feel like if they're not broken on the street or you know saying struggling let the shit go so these people can make this content like damn or reach some type of agreement but that's easier said than done we don't know the full story so i won't be too you know i won't harp on that too hard but still damn also here's another thing the the gameplay that they planned for this among us style thing was going to be all it, it was going to be all the campers only just the counselors and you had to find the jason mask to become jason and you can switch between being him and being a counselor, but you had to hide to change it out. And that way, you know, people have to discern, okay, who's the killer? They're only here at certain times, et cetera, et cetera, which I don't know. That could work in a certain sense if you make some mechanics that make it harder to guess. But um, 
I find that very interesting uh, conceptually. You know what I mean? And they just... The fact that something with that much potential to get, you know, shit canned like that, that's, that's terrible, bro. That feels terrible. And now, let's see. They were planning on a lot of other things. Uh, like setting up all types of different um, prom night event. You know, new skins and this, that, and the third. But they never got the chance to finish it because of this stupid lawsuit so it's a shame hopefully one day you know maybe there's a sequel down the line and they can do more with it but as of right now yeah that shit looks dead pull one out for him next over on game luster which is a site i hadn't been to much but it seems to be legit as far as i've seen uh checking its uh, sources and whatnot but uh according to a couple of tweets out from Dealer Gaming and person named Nick. Um, there's been leaked information about Ghost of Tsushima expanding and launching this year. So it's going to be an expansion for Ghost of Tsushima. And the launch date goal is 2021. And somebody's going to be in huge trouble, according to Nick, about how that information got out to the public. So, yeah. Must be legit. And can't wait to see what happens. Because... Quiet as kept, we do have a copy of Ghost of Tsushima. And I can't wait to see. I haven't even touched it myself, so I, I hadn't even played the base game. But if there's an expansion coming, that's going to be even better. This might be Sucker Punch's version of The Witcher 3. Can't wait. So, yeah, that's pretty much everything. It's just this, this expansion. And the reason I, excuse me, is the reason I included this in the docket is because I am surprised at how much support Ghost of Tsushima has. Didn't it receive a co-op multiplayer or something like that update months after its release? And now it's getting even more stuff like a year later? When did this game come out? This game came out last year, right? I think so. So, yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's wild. I can't believe it. But anyway. Next over on Game Debate, once again, Bloodborne was the most played game on PC thanks to PlayStation Now. Possible remaster coming soon. Let's hope because, oh my God, bro, Bloodborne is one of the, this might be like, there's a lot of good Souls games out there, all right? Demon Souls is the best one in my personal opinion in terms of just that feel, but damn. I believe that Bloodborne was their masterpiece and magnum opus. Everything about that game is so seamlessly wrapped together and tied with a bow and seamed together like 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 seamlessly. It's it's just so perfect of a package from the story to the gameplay and everything feeds into each other where the gameplay feeds into the story and the story leads into the gameplay. So good. It's it's a complete package. I'm not going to gush for that long, but anyway, this is something that needs to be available to as many people as possible. And if we can't get it on that box, then damn it, put it on PC. All right? Put it on PC. Next on the docket, finally, at techspot.com, latest Marvel's Avengers update has a PS5 bug that displays usernames and IP addresses. Bro, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad, 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 bad. This is terrible. Like, people who stream this game... Gotta be honest with you, the only way they know about this information is either through an article or this tweet that came out by Marvel's Avengers. <sighs> Square Enix, please. But anyway, these people have, it has to be in the realm of someone who's just out of the loop 
and older and just wants to play the game or someone younger who's playing the game and wants to stream it and their IP address gets leaked and now who knows what could happen. I don't even want to think of it. But yeah, that's what's happening and it's a shame. I really feel like this is a huge... They, they say it's a minor security threat, even in the subtitle of this uh, article, but that ain't minor to me. That's dangerous to me. But um, hopefully they go ahead and roll. They say they roll it out in 24-hour uh, hotfix patch. So let's just hope that um, nobody falls victim to this. And oh, that's a real bad look. <laughs> but anyway, that's everything I got for y'all this week. Just always remember... Um, what we got on the horizon? We still ch we we gotta finish FF9. I want to finish FF9. Um, so most likely we'll be streaming as usual on weekdays in the morning, starting Tuesday, and you will see me then. Come that time this week, we're gonna be making some changes. I'm gonna surprise y'all with. So be on the lookout because there's a lot of things coming along. All right, so go ahead and follow me over on Twitter at SlimCognitoMode. And don't forget to check out the Twitch at SlimCognitoEntertainment. Same name as the YouTube. And check me out. And always remember the channel motto. Intentions are the most important. Actions ain't nothing but loud. And words don't mean a damn thing. Y'all take care of yourselves. And be easy. Peace.